Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. You're not alone. Jesus says, I'm with you even to the end of the age. You can never be separated from God. Paul says it this way. What can separate me from the love of God? And he goes through all these horrible things. And most of us in here have never gone through one of the things that Paul went through. How many of you have ever been beaten with rods? How many of you have ever had to escape for your life going over the edge of a wall that is scary as heck in a basket at night? How many of you have ever been shipwrecked and floated around the ocean with sharks for three days and three nights? Who? How about beaten? Not beaten by somebody because you were yelling. Beaten because you were preaching about Jesus. And Paul says, none of that can separate me from God's love. So you think that our little thingies, our little light afflictions could separate us from God? I'm preaching to people today about the anointing. The anointing. Jesus says in John 15, 5, without me you can do nothing. See, I might have this poverty mentality, and because I've been believing it, and I've been believing lies, I've been living a lie. That's why I'm suffering. But if the truth comes, and I know the truth, it will set me free, and I can step into my identity as a child of God, and the power, and the anointing, and the presence, and begin to tap into the inheritance that I have. Without him, without his anointing, I can do nothing. Right? But in Philippians it says, I can do all things through Christ who does strengthen me. Right? John 15. Let's go there. Almost done. John 15. John 15 is where Jesus is talking about who he is and who you are when you're connected to him. He says, I'm the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. I want you to go back to the image. Remember? Olive tree. Cut open the side and then grafted in. Right? He says in in verse 4, If you abide or you're connected or live inside of me and I'm in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so you can't either unless you're attached to me. I had to learn this. Let me tell you a story. Every time I would go to do a big project, I want you to know when God comes to me, it's something like, Lisa, <laughs> I have this project that's going to cost $20,000 and I have twenty. Lisa, I want you to do this. It's twenty thousand. It's going to cost five years. It's going to cost ten years. I'm like, I don't, I don't even have people to do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't speak that language. I don't like flying. When God called me to be a missionary, I stuttered. I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of flying. I didn't like strangers, and I had trouble trusting people. And I couldn't get away from my family. Now I'm never with my family. I'm flying. I fly in little tiny airplanes. I'm hanging off the side of the Himalayan mountains in in a car, slip sliding away, right? Riding donkeys. And I'm like, right? When God calls me, it it was all of that. He said, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. 
Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then he goes on and he says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and he dries up. And they gather them, they cast them in the fire, they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified that you bear fruit. So, so when you bear this fruit, you will prove that you're really my disciples. Right? When, I, when I'm inside of God and I'm grafted into him, right? What you think about that Jesus side being cut open so that you could be grafted into him? You could be in him and he could be in you. Become one, right? When that happens, I, 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 one time I was in Jerusalem, I said to God, I must be the worst apostle in the whole world. Because all these other apostles, they're famous, they have all this money and they're doing all these things. And the Lord said to me, Lisa, my first disciples, what did they have? I said, I don't know, God. He said, all they had was me and it will be enough for you too. <laughs> Another time I was griping, Lord, I'm too fat, I'm too old, I can't speak Spanish, I can't type, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he said to me, Lisa, all I really need is a body. Do you have one of those? <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Last year, I was thinking about the expansion because we grew four times the size last year, right? Four times the size. This is like the top of an iceberg here, and this is not really all we do here. If you see this, you think, wah, but this is the tip of a giant iceberg that's global. I said to God, Father, I don't know how we're going to do this. Ah, the, the budget is, oh, God. And I laid down, had a dream, and I saw an umbilical cord, this fat, attached to my belly button. And it was going all the way from my belly, all the way up through the stars, all the way up through the gates of heaven, through the city, stretching all the way through until the Father was sitting on the throne. It was attached to his belly button. And the Lord said to me, Lisa, a supernatural ministry must be supplied supernaturally. I'm like, cool. But all of a sudden here, about a week ago, I realized, you know why a baby has an umbilical cord? Because it can't do anything. It can't do anything. It doesn't know how to do anything. God doesn't expect it to do anything. That's why it has an umbilical cord. When God calls us his children and he's put us in his own womb, we're inside of him and he's in us. It's like having an umbilical cord uh, uh, attached to you and straight to the father. I want you to think about how much a baby does for the father or for the mother. I mean, I carried four kids inside of me. They didn't do anything for me except stretch me out and kick me. Right? They didn't feed me. They didn't help me. I was helping them. I was breathing for them. I was feeding them, right? I was providing a little incubator there for them to grow, and I pushed them out. They didn't even help me push themselves out, right? And for the next 18 years, they didn't help me much either. <laughs> and sometimes it's still not, right? I want you to think about that. How much does a baby help when umbilical cord's attached to it? It all comes from God. It's the anointing. It's not who you are. It's not who you're not. It's Him. You just need to be connected to the anointing. Right? And that anointing comes, and Isaiah 10, 27 says, it breaks the yoke. If you have bondage in your mind, the truth can set you free tonight. 
if you have addictions or things in your body like that are holding you back and you can't step forward, it's the anointing. It's Him. It's all about Him. It's to Him, through Him, by Him. Everything is Him. When we continue to look at ourselves, it's a form of idolatry. Matt, it's a form of idolatry. I don't want to look at me and become more like Lisa. She has no power to do anything. I'm the baby. He's the father. I'm just attached. That's it. It's the anointing. Sometimes we think if we just prayed more, we just fasted more, we just worked harder. But it's not by my might. It's not by my power. It's by his spirit. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, 26, there's an insecure, snot-nosed little country boy named Saul looking for some donkeys. And the prophet tells him, listen, you are about to become king. What? Yeah, you're going to become king over all of the country. And he he doesn't believe it. He says, it's okay. Tomorrow, the Spirit of the Lord is going to come on you, and you're going to be changed into another man. So you're looking at who you are right now. You're looking at who you are today. But when my Spirit comes on you, you're going to become somebody different. And what I said you're going to do, you're going to do. Not because of who you are right now and what you don't see. It's because my anointing is going to cause you to become something you weren't before. Because I want it. In Judges chapter 6, Gideon's afraid. He's hiding in a cave, right? He's freaking out. And God says to him, hey, listen, you're going to be a great general, and you're going to go out and fight this war, and you're going to deliver my people. We're not talking about a guy who's like Samson who was a fighter. No, we're talking about a chicken liver who's hiding down in a cave, who doesn't want to fight. He just wants to eat, right? And many of us, you know, we don't really want to do something great for God. We just want to eat. We just want to have peace. We just want to have a house or a little car. And the reason you don't have it is because God wants a heck of a lot more than what you do. Your vision is too small. God's been withholding all of that till you get to a place where you're desperate and you will cry out to him and the power will come to form you into a son of God. God says to Gideon, hey, listen, my, I'm going to anoint you and it's going to happen. And, and the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came on Gideon. And then he goes and he, and he, and he says to the people, come and the people come. I bet he was shocked. Oh, they actually came. And then when they went to battle, they actually won. I remember the first time the anointing came on my life and I prayed for somebody who had a broken arm and God healed it right there. I was more shocked than the lady. I was like, whoa, it actually happened. It worked. Because I didn't have the power to do that. And I still don't have the power to do that. It was always God. I just didn't know God would show up when I asked him. Jesus, the angel comes to a little woman, a little girl that's, that's named Mary and tells her, hey, guess what? For, for 4,000 years, we've been th- talking about the Savior and the Messiah to come and, and you're going to give birth to him. And she's like, I don't even know a man. I, I don't know how this is going to happen. And, and, and the angel says to her, oh, it's okay. The Holy Spirit will come on you. I love it. Listen, we hear it now because we know about Mary. But I want you to think about it. The first time and the only time that ever happened, an angel comes and tells a girl, you're going to get pregnant all by yourself. And she's thinking, how's that going to happen? 
You know, you think you're powerless to do whatever God's asking you to do. How about get yourself pregnant by yourself? (laughs) She's thinking, how will that happen? And the angel says, God's spirit will come and do it to you. And you know what she says? She says, yes. Go ahead. Just like God says, let it happen to me. That's not what I said when God came to me the first time. I said, are you crazy? That can never happen. I'm too old. I'm too stupid. I'm too poor. I'm too afraid. You know, my mom, my dad, my, my husband, my kids, my body, you know, these people, they don't like me. They don't understand me. They rejected me. Maybe they rejected me, but what about God? God didn't reject me. You're all worried about who rejected you. What about God? God has never rejected you. All those people that have rejected you said you not, you didn't, you never. Not one of them had the power to do anything, to give you anything or take anything away from you. And yet, you won't look at God who has never rejected you and has given you power to overcome. Jesus, just like us in John 5 says, I can't do anything on my own. I remind you, it's not by my might. It's not my my power. it's, It's by his spirit. Poverty says, I can't. I'm afraid. I just have to keep waiting. The anointing says, go. Make disciples of the nations. It says, don't hold back. It says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Because I've overcome, you will overcome. It says that you have it all. You have all the provision. It says that you have the anointing, that you're blessed. It says that you're sent and you've already been released. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You need a spiritual bypass. Because your brain is getting in the way. Father, I pray tonight that we would be delivered and set free from a poverty mentality. The children of Israel didn't have any money when they came out of Egypt. And yet when they came out, they had money. They got bread from heaven and water came from a rock. And you destroyed a whole army, the greatest army in the world for them. Father, I'm asking tonight that you break every thought process that's not of you. We reject it. Come on, start telling him. You know, you know, come on, you know. You know you've been thinking it. God, it's their fault. They won't let me. You never. They're blessed more than me. God, it's your fault. It's their fault. It's my fault. And that bitterness and that unbelief and that rejection has been holding you back long enough. And you need to let go of that tonight. Wherever you are in the world, you need to let go of that tonight. You stop blaming God because it's not God's fault. He came down here and, and had his side torn open so you could be engrafted in. That he could provoke you to do something that you are powerless to do on your own. He sent you. He's released you. He's anointed you. He's blessed you. Father, I pray tonight that you would come and that your anointing would break every yoke. Father, that the anointing 
and the truth would come and set people free, God. Tonight, that in your presence, there's a fullness of joy. They don't have to be depressed. They don't have to keep looking at what happened. They can look to the future. God, they can become the sons of God. They can begin to do the good works that you created in advance for them to do. God, that there's so many nations waiting. There's people waiting, God. And even if their family doesn't understand, Lord, even Jesus, his mom and dad, his mom and brothers thought he was crazy. But in the end, God, they were in the upper room and they received the power at the same time. God, sometimes we have to step out. We have to be a little bit crazy. We have to trust that what you said is really the truth. We have to believe that you're bigger than anything that I can see right now, God. Father, I'm praying for the anointing. Let it increase. Just begin to pray. Come on, tell God, I'm sorry, God. I didn't know. God, I didn't know that I was believing lies. I I didn't know that I was in agreement with something that was contrary to your word. So, God, I ask you to forgive me. I renounce every lie that is not in agreement with the word of God. God's word says that I'm blessed. God's word says that he gave me the Holy Spirit and power. God's word says that the anointing breaks every yoke. God's word says that his word came to heal my diseases. God's word says that he gives strength to his people. God's word says that he has made us to be more than a conqueror through him that loved us. God's word says that he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will never pay perish and but we will have eternal life i don't have to be afraid of death i don't have to be afraid of man and what they can do to me i can look to the hills where does my help come from it comes from the lord the maker of the heavens and the earth god we worship you and honor you tonight god your word is true let every man be a liar Because when I say something that it's not in agreement with you or your word, I am lying. God, forgive me for lying. I didn't know I was lying. I didn't know I was in agreement with lies. But Father, I want your truth. And I want to know your truth. I want to know you, Jesus. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. And you came that I would have life and I would have it to the fullest. I don't want a 10% kind of God. I don't want a junior Holy Spirit. I don't want to be contained. I want to break out on all sides. I want to go and expand. I want your government and your kingdom to increase in me. Every stronghold, every wall, every place of captivity, whether it's my culture, whether it's my gender, whether it's my nationality, whether it's my circumstances, God, because you're bigger than my circumstances, God, whether it's my, it's, it's the trauma or things that I've gone through, God, or the things that I have lost, God, because you're bigger than any loss. The prodigal son lost it all and you restored everything and more. You made him your son. God, I might have lost everything in the Garden of Eden, but I, but out of my sonship, I have it all. God, I pray tonight, Lord, that you would cause us to have a bigger vision. I release these words and the power and the anointing, God, to pierce the heart. To break down dividing walls, every spirit of enmity. The Bible says in Psalms, the mouths of those that declare a lie, they'll be made to stop. We release the word of God that is spiritual and it's life. It's like a sword. God, 
God, your words that we've spoken tonight, we release your word like a sword and the sword of the Lord to come down and separate even the bone and marrow, even things in their DNA, even ways they've been taught, even generational mindsets, God, even prejudice, God, even antichrist structures, God, whether it's rage, whether it's pride, whether it's resentment, whether it's bitterness that's locked up in the bones, Father, whether it's shame or resentment that's in the kidneys or the bladder, God, we ask you to destroy every work of darkness. We ask you to break every stronghold or fortress that is resisting you, God. Father, you came that they might have life. You said the Spirit of the Lord was on you, and one of it was to set those at liberty that were bound. God, sometimes it's our brain that's captive. It's my brain. God, I'm asking for truth. You desire truth in the inward parts. You desire truth in the inward parts. We curse every tumor. We curse every growth. We curse every learning disability. We curse everything that's locking up their gifts. God, we break off all the devices and the mind. We break off everything that's containing them or squeezing their finances. Every assignment against their family. We release the anointing right now to deliver. God, to bless them. We break every curse. God, we know that your anointing has come. That your anointing is powerful. Come on. If you need healing in your body, just touch your body right now. Because the anointing heals. Father, we release healing. By the wounds on Jesus' back, we release healing right now. We release a healing into the body. All the way down to the bones. God, driving out bitterness that's causing arthritis. God, we cause the bones to be to be wet, to be moist again because of the love of Jesus. Father, that they would be able to trust you again. Father, where some of us, God, because of things that have happened, aren't able to trust you, being afraid of the dark, afraid of failure, fear of dying, fear of being abandoned. God, we break that off right now in Jesus' name. God, you'll never leave us. You will never forsake us. You have loved us with an everlasting love. You've carved us on the palm of your hand. You can never forget of us. Nothing can separate us from your love. You are love and your many waters cannot quench this love. It is the very flame of the Lord. Your banner over us is love. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, you lift up your banner of love over us. You lift up a standard over us, God. We worship you tonight, Jesus. Truth. Truth. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to ask God a question right now. God, is there a lie that I've been believing that's blocking the anointing in my life? God, is there a lie that I've been believing? Are there lies? Are there things that are not true? Whether I said it or I just unknowingly was in agreement with it that's blocking your anointing in my life. And ask Holy Spirit to speak to you right now. Right? Because I don't want you to just hear my words. I want you to hear God's voice. things through Christ 
who gives me strength. Now, it does not yet appear what we will be, but we know that when we see him, we will become like him. God, what's keeping me from seeing you? What's keeping me from you, God? Because I don't want it. You gave me power to be your son. I want this power. I want the anointing. I want more of your Holy Spirit. I need it. I need a revelation of Jesus I've never had before. I need anointing like I've never needed before. I need to know truth like I've never known truth before. Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.